to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Winsville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hangout, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started. So, um, since we're talking about parents and kids and sports, what are some potential negatives of um, our kids being in sports? Well, the uh, betting on sports um, in last year was $4.33 billion industry in the United States. And it's only going to go up from there. Mm-hmm. And that was, about, uh, that was about a third of the cost uh, compared to equipment. Parents spent on youth equipment uh, for sports f- over $15 billion last year. Wow. Um, that was just in Winsville, right? Yeah, that was just in Winsville. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, sports in um, America is a $111 billion industry. Um, I'm sure that includes um, all the, the betting, the equipment, and going to sports um, events and things. But um, So y- uh, one of the negatives is their parents can really spend a lot of money, and sometimes foolishly so. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to be careful. Um, on, you know, well, it's really important. Okay, well, is it as important as maybe something else that you could be spending your money on, um, whether it's in helping somebody else out or in providing for the future for your family or whatever else? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes parents will sacrifice and go into debt for, right. um, I don't think that's probably a, a high percentage of people here at Piney, but in, in, in America, yeah, there are people who go into debt for sports for their kids, mm-hmm. and I think that is a irresponsible and mm-hmm. unloving. So mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that would be a good um, thing. Uh, you know, I think that's a negative for sports can be. Yeah. Um, just an amount of money you spend. But then I would add to that the amount of time. Um, <clears throat> we only have a certain amount of money, but we also only have a certain amount of time each day and in our lives. Mm-hmm. And what are we, um, what are we spending it on? Um, Ephesians five fifteen says that uh, we need to make the most of the time because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. And um, as I uh, you know put that blog post on uh, uh, our PRC Facebook community page the other day about being unproductive at times and. It, I think that the way in which we rest also matters. And so, yes, there's times that we should take a nap, times we can watch a movie, times we should, uh, uh, you know, turn on the baseball game or go, you know, with our kids and play or go out, ride a bike. All these are different ways of doing it, but is it imbalanced amount of time? So mm-hmm. taking a nap, good. Taking a nap five times a day, every day of the week, probably foolish and sinful. Right. So like, well, what, why are you doing what you're doing? Um, <clears throat> so how much time is spent? Sometimes, um, there'll be a family of several kids, but they have one kid who's really a great athlete or they th- or really loves it. And so it's inordinate amount of time spent with that kid or in, in sports where uh, it's just not as um, connecting to a family as a whole. And so, uh, yeah, I think just the amount of time you spend can be a negative. doesn't have to be, but mm-hmm. can be. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, priority that you put on it, back mm-hmm. to that word again. Yeah. Um, I In a sermon, I preached a couple months ago I talked about my kids if you had asked them when they were growing up what does your dad think is the most important thing in the world if they looked at it especially in terms of how much time I spent and how much of our conversation around the house was about 
sports, whether mm-hmm. it was sports teams that we were following or the sports that they were playing, they would have said the most important thing to dad in life is sports. Mm. You would have said Jesus probably. Right. But would that have shown in your schedule? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we were in church. Yeah, I read my Bible. They saw me reading my Bible. We had conversations together. But the vast majority of the time we spent together and the time the conversations that we had were about sports. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, it saddens me to look back on that now, but I, I say that as a, um, I guess, a warning to parents that yeah. are that age now that have kids. Uh, what, what do your kids, what would your kids say to you is the most important thing in your life? And, and about I think, you and I think that it's even we need to um, lead as parents I, my uh, just saying earlier that my my kids uh, love sports and my boys especially love Cardinals baseball and are <clears throat> wanting to talk about it uh, all the time now if if I if I reject that and say no sports are of the devil I'm not going to talk about it well that's mm-hmm. not helpful um, that's not true but if I always say, well, in order to engage with my teenage sons, I have to talk about things they like and have to talk about baseball. That's all I can talk about. Well, then I'm not leading them into what's more important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I need to also bring up other times, other things. And so spend time, force time in other areas, whether it's in conversation or an activity, what we're watching, what we're doing. And so the other day we were watching the Cardinals game and it was a close game. And I said, all right, turn it off. And they're like, what? And I said, it's time for family worship. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, like, we, we have to do that at times to, to say, let's, let's not allow them to go too far. And they're, uh, you know, misprioritizing things. Mm-hmm. So we have to lead in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, <clears throat> that is one of the key things um, for parents to be thinking about. And just what are they seeing as um, most important, most central in our mm-hmm. lives. And so you bring up family worship and how you prioritize, or at least you did in that instance, yeah, right. <clears throat> um, family worship over the baseball game. So I think that leads well into a pretty big um, topic and uh, something that's, I think for a lot of parents, even at Piney Ridge is <clears throat> a pretty pertinent issue of how do you navigate Sunday games and Sunday worship? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a hard and fast rule that because it's the Lord's Day, there should be no sports, um, at least no organized sports played that are going to cause you to miss a worship gathering? Um, or is there some, um, or is it, you know, it doesn't matter. You always prioritize sports. Um, or is there somewhere in the middle you'd say it might be okay to miss some amount of worship gatherings for the sake of playing sports or how should we think through that biblically and then practically, how does that work itself out? This could be a whole podcast episode by itself. Probably we may split this up to you. We'll see. see. But well, first of all, there is no biblical command to play baseball games or soccer games or volleyball games or whatever. There is a biblical command to not forsake 
the gathering together of um, of God's people. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Hebrews the other ten hand, twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Being one direct place, but yeah. So, so I think um, in general, our obedience ought to be to those scriptural commands. Uh, however. I think we have to be careful not to make it a legalistic requirement that I must be in church every time. Sorry, Jason. I must be <laughs> gather with the church mm-hmm. uh, every time there's an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I can never miss gathering with God's people for any Unless secular, I'm sick. Yeah, secular reason. Yeah. I think, I think that... I think that we need to make sure that we are prioritizing uh, our pursuit of God. You know, do uh, parents, do your kids see you passionately pursuing God? And um, are you helping them learn to set that as a priority in their lives? And if you are missing quite a few, I'm not going to put a number on it, if you're missing quite a few worship gatherings in order for your kids to participate in sports, what message are you sending to them? And what are you actually doing yourself? Are you passionately pursuing Christ Mm -hmm. in doing that? And so I think to say that you can never miss a Sunday morning worship gathering because of a sport I'm not saying that that is wrong to have that. I think I think that's admirable, but I don't mm-hmm. think that that's something that every person should hold up as a requirement for everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, my my dad, um, he was a our coach, so he's a pastor now. But before he was a pastor, um, he made the rule that if there was a game on a Sunday, um, he wasn't going to coach it and we weren't going to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were a couple of tournaments that we didn't. Um, and, and he didn't put it on uh, him. He told other people on the team, listen, if you guys want to go, if the, one of the assistant coach wants to do it, I'm not, not going to say that you're sinful in doing so, but that's not uh, for me and my house is mm-hmm. what we're going to do. And I appreciate it because it, it spoke volumes to me about the importance of the gathered people of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, what you said earlier, the message it sends it, it, to our to our kids, what does it tell them? Um, when we are skipping a gathering or regularly even like sometimes not just, you know, once here or there every once in a while, but on, on the regular, um, um, multiple times a year, what is that? What is that telling them about the gathered people of God? How important is it? And Mm -hmm. then I would say not just what does it communicate to our kids and to the world around us and to the other teammates and all those things. Um, but what does it do for our own hearts? Mm -hmm. Does it stir up our hearts? It's kind of like fasting in a sense. You fast from that baseball to be with the gathered people of God to, as the Heidelberg Catechism says, that you put first the ministry of the gospel that's be maintained, that you diligently attend the church of God and hear God's word, to hear God's word, to use the sacraments, to call publicly upon the Lord together. Like, are, are we, does it stir up our hearts more um, when we're away from the gathered people of God to say, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was fine. I missed it. So I'll make it next time or yeah. in a couple of weeks we'll go or when we're less busy or whatever. You, 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 there's always times you're going to be out for sickness. 
there's gonna be times where you're away from um, like on vacation or uh, some need uh, some active necessity requires you to not be there um, but then if you add to that um, these um, you know s times of sports with your kids and as a family uh, and again not just every so often but on a um, consistent basis or some kind of um, is an inordinate amount of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it does something. It weakens your heart connection to the local body and to therefore to Christ himself. So I don't think it's helpful uh, to do a, I, I think it's um, unwise to do it on, on a regular basis to miss the, um, the meeting together. And it's the habit yeah. of some to miss and we should not make that habit. Mm -hmm. And it, should, it shouldn't be a question. It should never be a question in our kids' minds. Are we going to church today? Mm -hmm. Like on Sunday morning, what are we doing? <coughs> it, they shouldn't have, it shouldn't be a question. It should be, well, well I know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and if there's a question, then that's, I think um, it tells, it speaks volumes mm -hmm. of what they think our priority is or ought to be. Yeah. And secondly, I think that there are things that you can do if you are going to miss the Sunday morning gathering. Uh, there are things that you can do to still show that to your kids that, hey, worshiping God is a priority. We're going to have family worship this morning for not just for five minutes but we're going to do something maybe if you have a team that is playing on sunday morning uh you you invite everybody else to a bible study before or after you know say mm -hmm. hey you know we really regret that we're missing mm -hmm. our sunday morning gathering with our church and, and so we're going to have a bible study and we invite you guys to join with us if if you want to uh, it's a way to share the faith, and not as a substitute yeah. for, as though it's equally, equally as you know uh, valuable. Well, we could either be there or we could do this. But as you said, as a way to supplement to say, hey, we regret missing, but we're uh, we're going to do something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, the the Lord's Day is set aside to remember that <clears throat> on the first day of the week, Christ rose from the dead, and mm -hmm. that's that's where our um, our our hope is our our identity is and um if if there's nothing unique uh special about that day then then what are we teaching our kids about where our hope is where where we find our deepest identity and um i think it would be helpful for some for some families that are really heavily involved in sports um because you know uh, week after week, it might not seem like, um, well, th they might feel like, well, my kids know we love Jesus and value the church, mm -hmm. but that's how, <clears throat> that's how I felt. Yeah. I might. Add, but yeah. if you stop, it might be good for those families to stop and go, okay, over the last year or even over the last two years, let me look at our calendar and go, how many, how many weeks were we actually in corporate worship versus away for games and just see what that proportion actually is because yeah. going week to week you might not feel like it's yeah. you know that all that significant but <clears throat> when you look back over time it can sometimes be startling to recognize um and I, I had a professor yeah, once say that um, you get to, uh, um in college you have you have two excused absences and showing up in class is part of your attendance is part of your points for your grade and I said, well, what if I, you know, have to miss because of this or that or whatever? Or I said, well, you got two. And um, I thought, well, that seemed really legalistic, you know. And um, 
yet the point was is that it's not I'm not doing you any favors if I allow you to miss a whole bunch because I'm not doing you good I, if I'm going to be your teacher. And so as we hearing from us as shepherds this morning or whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> um, hear this, that we're not saying that, um, well, well, we want you to be here because we think church is important. And so we want you to think whatever we think is important is important. Mm-hmm. It's God's word calls us uh, to build each other up. And as your shepherds are saying, we believe this is for your very best and for God's glory mm-hmm. and for the best, not just of you individually and your kids individually, but for your family and yes, for the church as mm-hmm. a whole. And um, so as shepherds, we're trying to um, direct and guide and lead people to do what is building up of the church for the glory of his name in the good of this world. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, it, it's just out of what we think is wisest and most loving and God honoring. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it's really helpful. And I think it would be good to say, um, that even though we're, we're focusing on sports here, um, there are any number of other activities, hobbies, et cetera, that you could fill in. Yeah. You could substitute for the word sports. Um, in fact, uh, when I was at two rivers church, one of the other pastors would always organize some, uh, like, a um, a March Madness bracket <clears throat> kind of thing. And he would always kind of jokingly ask me if I wanted to, you know, get involved in that. And cause he knew that I had no idea who was playing or whatever. <clears throat> I know less about basketball than I do about baseball. Hmm. Um, as far as teams, I know the rules of both okay. games. <laughs> he knows you got to score a touchdown to win <laughs> that three right. point conversion. That's right. Wait. Um, <clears throat> but, Anyway, he would then normally say something like, uh, I don't know, just indicating that he admired the fact that I didn't care about baseball. And I think indicating a little bit of feeling of guilt, very low level guilt for how much, how much he loved sports in general. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would in my better moments try to say something like, well, I have other idols that I could struggle with. I mean, I could get involved in, uh, and I have, like if there's a band that I really love, I might spend hours reading their biographies and all their lyrics and whatever, just a deep dive Mm -hmm. down the rabbit hole of, you know, this band or Mm -hmm. whatever the thing might be. So we, as a non sports involved person, I can't stand, you know, on a moral high ground and, throw rocks at all you heathen sports lovers well, and how many people <laughs> i could but i shouldn't how many people are there who couldn't care less about sports but don't love jesus at all like it's not necessarily a holy yeah. thing to no. be a, a non-sports fan no. it's um uh, but the the issue is yeah it's not about whether you love sports or don't whether you naturally like playing sports or watching sports or not um but it's just where is our priority? Where is our focus? Yeah. What is, is, is Jesus and his glory, our obsession mm-hmm. or something else? That's yeah. right. We need to seek yeah. first the kingdom of God. All right, go ahead, Nathan, mm-hmm. sing it. First things first. That's uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even music can be yeah. either a way of glorifying God or of uh, worshiping ourselves or 
something else. So hopefully this has been helpful. There's a lot more that I think could be said about this. Uh, I did want to mention, I read a book <clears throat> recently um, called Train Them Up, A Christian Parent's Guide to Balancing Sports and Faith by Martin Winslow. Um, and I, I felt like it was helpful. Um, I think if, if you're wrestling with that or if you have listened to this and now feel like I need to wrestle with uh, <laughs> balancing sports and faith, um, I think that would, would be a helpful book to read. And it's not a long book. And it's not a book um, that just bashes all sports. No, no, no. No, he, uh, he played sports and his kids are in sports, but um, he's a pastor. But he's trying to help parents think biblically about how to honor God with sports. Has some good, solid um, biblical foundation and then some really kind of nuts and bolts practical application of it as well. So it's a helpful resource. Any closing thoughts? Uh, Just that you mentioned earlier about the, um, well, you know, I want my kids to play sports so they can... um, there's a lot of mm, practical, mm-hmm. uh, very temporary, uh, or not temporary, but temporal um, benefits they can get character-wise and talking to them. We can have opportunities to talk about faith, uh, exercise, and all these things. A lot of parents, though, will think about the future and think about college, um, and that can be something. But again, I, I played sports from uh, 8 to 17 and um, did not get one scholarship. <laughs> didn't even try for one, though. Um, just didn't want that to be my life mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and then, but some parents will even go so far as to say, well, I want my parents to become, you know, professional athletes. Kids. Kids. What did I say? Parents. Parents, parents want their parents. I mean, if your be. parents could be hey, professional athletes. My grandparents were going to be, they're going to be, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if parents want their kids to be professional athletes one day. Um, I uh, sometimes question the sanity of parents uh, and just thinking the statistics of that. And of course, it's kind of like playing the lottery or... Mm-hmm. Um, but that I think is why some parents are willing uh, when you're talking about like time and finance oh yeah. finances making those m- big sacrifices they see it as an investment, investment right um, but it's it is more like um, like playing the lottery than actually investing and, and, and because uh, professional athletes are uh, they're just sports celebrities um, and there's a weird thing and a lot of Christians just love when there's a celebrity who has a hint of maybe religion or Christianity that's like, oh, I love that. Oh, this person's a Christian. And um, and yet you have to wonder, and just looking about the Cardinals, uh, you know, their schedule, we have a little refrigerator magnet that says all the games are playing and um, how many Saturdays and Sundays in a row they uh, are away from their family, away from their church. How can they contribute to the body of Christ very well? And how can they uh, I'm not saying that you can't be a Christian and a professional athlete. And I, I believe there are some really good, solid Christian people who are professional athletes. Mm-hmm. But you have to wonder, is there uh, a great deal of wisdom of saying, that's what I want my life to be? Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there a better way? And there are people who, uh, they're professional athletes who give up their sports to go into the military because, <clears throat> uh, I mean, these are some... Um, well-known famous cases of that happening because they say there's something more important. Mm-hmm. And I would say, well, there are also athletes who have stepped out to become missionaries or pastors or, mm-hmm. uh, but then you got to say, well, what about being a, um, um, we often want to divorce being a faithful, healthy, uh, effective Christian from the local church. And it's just not what we see in scripture. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, yeah. I yeah. Would so I think that <clears throat> people might say, well, <clears throat> 
have these lofty goals for my kid. I want them to be a professional athlete. And I think what you're saying is maybe that's actually not the loftiest, the loftiest goal. Right. It's not as maybe lofty aiming as you too think low it is. Yeah. And making it hard for them in a lot of ways to be able to be a, uh, if your goal is that, <coughs> I mean, they can blow out their arm or their knee mm-hmm. or their back uh, and have been all this time. I, I mean, I have a family member who was um, drafted by the Astros and um, was, you know, wanting to go all the way. And then um, he was a pitcher and messed up his shoulder. And um, he spent yeah. years in the um, minor leagues and never really went anywhere with it. And mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, you can have a lot of regret of how did, did I waste my time because I pursued one thing that it just kind of fell apart. But and the other part of that is um, what did you give up? What did you sacrifice in the meantime? Was it worth it? Yeah. Uh, and did you sacrifice family and church and your pursuit of God in ways where you could have otherwise been um, pursuing that more so it's just a priority again of what matters most and what what's going to last as you said our hope is um, as a new creation Mm -hmm. where Jesus returns as king and Mm -hmm. um, I for one I'm not sure whether there will be uh, um, sports in the new creation but uh, I I wouldn't see why not Um, Jason as a non-sports guy yeah i will go on record to say that i do think there will be and i hope there is many sports maybe some we don't even know yet yeah i mean we'll invent new sports Mm -hmm. but yeah (laughs) yeah, um but that we will uh have the right focus and priority uh of them uh then and so we should pursue that now Yeah. yeah i think that as being closer to the end of my life more than likely than you guys are I don't think there, I, in fact, I, well, I guess I should say, I don't think that anybody has ever come to the end of our life and said, I wish I hadn't spent so much time reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Or I hadn't spent so much time in prayer or I hadn't spent so much time gathering with the people of God. Mm-hmm. Um, more than anything else, parents, your number one goal and priority for your kids should be that they are followers of Christ. And I would encourage you to devote and prioritize, to devote the majority of your energy and to prioritize that above everything else. Yeah. Amen. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap this up.